Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever type of day it is. <clears throat> you guys come on in, take a seat. If you feel like lighting your blunt up, I highly recommend it. And pour a drink, you know, and come feel me. Today, I ain't even going through my disclaimer. You guys already know, you know, today is a very, very sad day. You know, actually, it took place yesterday, but today on Feeling the Breeze, we unfortunately, you know, got announced, you know, that Kobe Bryant and his youngest daughter passed away tragically in a helicopter accident. So today, we're going to honor Kobe today. Yeah, it's affecting everybody in the city of Los Angeles. It's affecting everybody uh, worldwide, but especially here in L.A., we definitely feeling it, y'all. So, I ain't even gonna run my mouth on this intro. I'm just gonna, today just all about Kobe. You're not even really gonna hear too much of me. However, uh, during the body of the show, you will hear some authentic and real shit on this tribute to Kobe, because this is about him and his little one today. And everybody else that tragically lost their lives on that helicopter also. So, I actually make a call on the Nick Cannon show on Power 106 this morning, so you're going to hear me give my shots out and everything else. So that's my little treat for y'all. But y'all going to hear that in the body of the show, and y'all just going to hear some authentic shit. You're going to hear Big Boy and his real shit. Just, I ain't going to say nothing else, man. Rest in heaven to the Mamba and his little one. All right, y'all, let's get it. the Lakers and obviously he was so successful but one of the things that I admired so much about his game um he cared you know think about how much money is thrown around in the sport think about uh how many athletes um maybe don't care as much as fans do and I think that's one of the things I always respected about him and I'm, I'm born and raised uh a Laker fan I grew up a Laker fan but I think that that one part of it where he just cared so much about winning listening to everybody else talk about how um, his drive inspired them in whatever way possible that was. Um, it could be a number of different stories that uh, people shared, uh, but that, it's more than just basketball. You know what I mean? And uh, we get caught up in it so many times where we feel like, well, it's just because it's just the sport. Did our team win or did our team lose? Unfortunately, it takes moments like this to uh, really put things in perspective. Yeah, Alan, we've been paying attention, as I know you have to, following the coverage of everything that's been happening. We've heard politicians and players from different sports, from A-Rod to Derek Jeter to, you know, Tom Brady. You know, just everyone has been impacted, whether you played the game or not, whether you watched the bar, you were there in the arena every single night watching Kobe play or every game watching Kobe play, but what you said, you know, you're out there in LA, I think you said you were born and raised in LA. What what did his legacy specifically mean to you? You know, um, I want to simplify it too much. So, but I think winner might be the best way of putting it. You know, I, I think they're, Kobe wanted to win. And whether you're um, a fan of the Lakers or you're a fan of another team, that's what you want, you know, these these athletes that you idolize. Um, you want them to just care as much as you do. So when I think of Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, I think of winner. I think somebody that's going to outwork 
everybody else. There's a lot of players that walk into the league who are six foot six and athletic. But I don't think they worked harder than Kobe. I don't think they wanted it more than Kobe. And that's what I remember from him. Um, Magic was my favorite player. And I've always said Kobe is the greatest Laker of all time. And I've said that because he played 20 years in the purple and gold. Um, he has memories that um, I think for the city of Los Angeles, Bill Plasky writes for the LA Times was on a little bit earlier. And I thought he said something so great that Kobe, he did it. He kind of raised the bar for everybody. He made the Dodgers, you can't be mediocre in this town. Um, the, the USC Trojans, you can't be mediocre. Kind of raised that bar for everybody. And um, that's how I think, you know, Kobe Bryant will be remembered. And, and hopefully it's much bigger than that because what happens in a basketball court, you know, we have to remind ourselves that is just a game. You know, the world's not, uh, it, it's, there are things that are so much more important. Um, he was a father, he was a husband, he was somebody that was trying to impact others outside of the basketball court. And unfortunately, you know, at age 41, we're not going to get a chance to see um, what he could have been. But uh, but I think, I, I do think that, you know, he will have a lasting impact in a lot of people's lives just based upon, you know, what we've seen in the last 10 hours or so. This is not somebody that is going to be remembered just for what he did on the basketball court. Alan Fleetwood is joining us. It's came down in ESPN Radio. We're speaking of the life and the death. makes sense to say but it's just like death is happening more now than it was you yeah. know I, I definitely think like when I was growing up we associated death with getting older Old. right yeah. like having our, matured and lived your life exactly yeah. like we saw older people dying grandma great-grandma granddad right. so forth um but now literally we are burying people at 24 mm -hmm. we're burying they, we're burying kids, right? And I, I'm, of course, those things have always happened, but it just seems far more prevalent. My concern is how is our generation coping with the amount, or coping with the grief and the amount of trauma that happens with sudden death? Yeah. And I don't know if our generation is doing well with the coping part of it. And so this is what I want to say. We're going to get in the into the conversation. But one thing I do want to say is social media has been a lot today. It has been it has been a lot for me. I literally got sick to my my stomach was in a full cramp. And I had to literally take a nap because I was like, this is too, too much. much. And I have never met the man in, in before regard, in my in life. In what regard was it too much for you? Yeah, because um, every, time I, every time I opened my social media, 
I there was a a new addition to right. the story. Yeah, it went from Kobe to Kobe and his daughter. Then well, it went yeah, from first it was like Kobe and four others. Right. It was exactly it, then, that's what I was gonna and say. The daughter, they dropped the bomb on that and then it turned right. like, well, they were then it was like five people. people. Was all of his kids. I heard that. I was and Rick Fox. Yeah, I heard yeah, Rick Fox but, rumor. Yeah, the, the rumors I'm not I mean But when right. they, when the confirmed confirmations came right. through of who Yeah. It was like five, then oh nine. no, then it was nine. nine, then it's nine. And then then you find out the the it was the um the Orange Coast College baseball coach, coach and his family. And then you find out it wasn't just the coach, it was the so, coach and then his daughter. And then you find out it was the coach and his daughter and, and his, his wife. wife. And so it's like here's the thing. Yeah. His reach and his influence is one thing. And I think you just have to be human to feel that, right? And to sympathize with the reality that that there was a family going on about their day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had an agenda for the day. Um, there's a wife and mother and sisters and brothers that were planning their Sunday evening. Right. Right. Um, planning for their week and was none the wiser that their life was going to be dramatically and drastically altered. Right. Okay. It hurts. That hurts. That hurts. You just have to be human to sympathize for Vanessa Bryant her remaining children, and that's so hard to even say, right? And then the fam- the other families. Right. These people were lit, they had a plan, they had an agenda. And this was nowhere in there. The day. No anticipation. This was like a regular move. Like, I'm getting on a helicopter to go play a game. Kobe. This was his mode of transportation. Kobe has been flying that helicopter. They have a captor for years. Staples Center for decades. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. 20 years he was with the... So it's just like getting in your car driving. Right. So the thing is, um, and because they've asked, like, in what regard did I feel it? Because the weight of it, just because of the human side of it, right? But the reality is that trauma triggers. Trauma is a trigger. And trauma triggers other trauma. Mm -hmm and other and grief can trigger other grief and so i can be saying oh i can't believe this happened to kobe but there's no way for me to um not be processing the other times that i felt my own grief right right and so the like when i said i lived i had such a pain in my stomach i literally had to take medicine and lay them because I remember and I and if you know me then you know when I talk about grief this name is coming up I remember when Frazier died I it was a physical pain it was Frazier Arturo Frazier who yes Arturo Frazier um one of my best friends he passed away in December of 2017 December 10, 2017, and um, when he when he passed, it was a physical pain. Yeah. It was a, I felt his death. I felt the grief in my physical body. Right. I could not, there were days when I could not move. Um, there were times when I literally 
I literally couldn't, and, and this is just my friend, right? So I can't even imagine, imagine. right, to be his mother or his right. sibling, right? His blood related. Um, and I I couldn't get out of the bed. So, and so today was that same type of feeling. traumatic trigger. And so um, I want to say if today and if today was a lot for you if it was too much for you it is okay to log off today yeah it's okay to put the phone down it is okay to if if it works for your mental health if you need to withdraw from the conversation for a second do it and feel no kind of way about it. That is and a that real is place. Okay. But our generation, we're so plugged in. It's hard to have that type of awareness to say, this element or this phone, this thing is adding to the Absolutely. feeling I'm having. Let me put it down and put it away. And that's why I'm, and that's exactly why I'm saying it. Because you will be, you will be weighty and depressed mm-hmm. and you, and I even saw it in church tonight. Like you have people that you, that you can't worship because you're like, oh my God, I feel so bad for the Bryant family. And that, that's a real place, right. right? But you have to be aware enough of your own mental, you have to be self-aware enough of your mental health to say this is too much for me right now. He is this uh, hard guy, and you can ask Tim Duncan, who was on his bench today. You can see Tim Duncan crying and a lot of emotion there, but Greg Popovich is one of the go-to guys as the voice of the NBA, and you can just tell right away, obviously. Not talking about the game, not an opening up the locker room. You saw him, or if you did see this, one of the, I think, lasting um, impressions or photos or videos from today's tragic day is Greg Popovich consoling DeMar DeRozan, who is... Uh, from L.A., uh, grew up a huge Kobe Bryant fan and, and consoling him for a guy who played but obviously didn't look ready to play. But Greg Popovich, as always, Larry putting it in the uh, in the correct word. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's so good at finding the proper perspective. And, you know, when something like this happens, it's not about legacy or, or impact or anything. It, it, in a lot of ways, it's about 
you know, the, the wife that he leaves behind, the three daughters that he leaves behind, and, and how their life uh, changes going forward and how people can support them. And I'm, and I'm sure, you know, the NBA very much, I'm sure they think of themselves very much like a family. And this is, a, this is something that is a, a pain, painful situation for their family. And, um, and, for, and I think it was great for Popovich to kind of put that in the proper perspective. me or my son or one of my daughters and then I got my wife has to 
learn of this staff, man. Because Kobe meant so much to us all. Not just as a basketball player, but as a human. I mean, you guys just touched on it. And, you know, nobody should feel ashamed to feel the way we feel it because this this hurts. You know, and this is, the magnitude of it is so huge. This is almost equivalent to when Nipsey passed away. Yeah. And was, that's all we can do is emote and, and share emotions and, and come together in, the, in these tough times. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with we're sharing it, your, your pain and, and shedding a tear because that shows that we're human. And that shows that we all exemplify love and we walk in it. So we appreciate your call, my brother. Thank you, brother, man. I appreciate that. You guys have a good day. You too. And today at noon, Power 106, along with every radio station in Los Angeles, will come together to share a moment of silence in honor of Kobe Bryant. Please join us at noon, Power 106. About the families that are hurting of everybody else that was in that helicopter and it's it's so tragic and it's so hard and it again it's like I still don't want to believe it. It's like I can't believe we're talking about Kobe and past. I've 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 uh I've cracked your mic many a days mm -hmm. for and we've said Kobe Bryant's name in so many ways. You know what I'm saying? Kobe Bryant, you know. Gets his ring, Kobe Bryant gets his second ring, MVP, you know, Walker. there's a living legend. Yeah, and to have to crack the mic today and just say that, oh. It's all right, big. I say that Kobe passed is a lot. And I just, I just, I saw him a couple weeks ago. And, and you can ask off my buddy Jose. And in life, as many times as I saw Kobe, for some reason, that was a special moment. And it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is my last time mm -hmm. seeing Kobe. It was just so one-on-one, -on -one, so personal. Um, you know, and... It's all right, man. We, we feeling it, dog. We feeling it. It's just taking the time to talk. And we sit there and, you know... And, you know, and people, you know, just watching Kobe curse a lot of people. But <laughs> <laughs> just having these moments, right? And I remember, I asked her, I said, man, I said, can you get a picture of my son? And, and you know, Jaden came over and he took a picture with Jaden. And then Chula came and he took a picture with Chula and he talked to my kids. And I didn't get the picture for myself. And I remember saying, man, I should have got the picture. I should have got the picture. I should have got the picture. And we had basketball the next day. And so I came and I was like, man, I want to get this picture with Kobe, you know, because it's been a, I saw him at Diddy's yeah. party, but mm -hmm. this is, I wanted this picture. And so he told me, you know, hey, man, whenever you see me, just come up. And he was coaching. And I didn't want to walk up to him while he was coaching. And so I was looking at the clock and I was like, oh, well, you know what? Let me take the family because I didn't want to wait till the game was over. And me and my wife, I was like, I'll just catch him at the next game. I'll catch him at, at the next game and I'll, and I'll get the picture. And there is no next game. And that's why I tell people also, and this isn't about me, <laughs> but if you ever see me out <laughs> and you want a picture, please come and take that picture. Don't wait. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. This isn't about me, but take the opportunity <laughs> to get the picture. And it's never a bother. I say this all the time, man. It's never a bother. If you ever see me, take it. 
And Pubic really does stop for every single person. Every single person. I know that a lot of people, you know, sometimes get, you know, scared or, oh, I don't want to bother you. But Big is one of those people that does stop for every single person. Yeah, it was it was an all eyes kind of approach to Kobe. He was one of those guys where obviously it was it was my job most nights to try to slow him down or, or to try to get him um, to shoot just a couple percentage points lower from the field because that, that was all I, I could really ever hope to be able to do with that. Um, but I knew that I was only going to be as good as the help that I got because there was nothing individually I could do. So you had to really have five sets of eyes on Kobe you know, all the time. And again, this is just purely on the court because uh, that's kind of the question. It was it was just a team effort to guarding him. You know, I was spearheading the effort, but I knew that if I wasn't getting support and there weren't five sets of eyes and people locked in trying to help me, you know, wherever he went, that, that it was going to be an impossible task. And Kobe was one of those guys. I, I was telling the story yesterday when the news broke. I had, I, I was actually you know, at a youth tournament coaching my sons. And so it really hit home on a lot of levels for me. But I was telling a dad in the car with me that Kobe had said to me once, um, you know, I deflected a ball. I, I kind of, I had timed his, his right shoulder turnaround pretty well and I could stick my hand. I had a quick hand. I could stick it in and get a deflection on it. And, and he had kind of remarked about it. And he said, yo, I forgot that, you know, your hands were that quick. And then the next time I saw him, um, I didn't get the deflection. My hand was in the same spot, but the ball wasn't in the same spot anymore. And he kind of looked at me as if to say, yeah, like, yeah, you thought I was not going to catch on to what you were doing. I've already figured that out. So he was just that type of calculating, like, chess match of a player to go on top of, of just the, the uber competitive um, kind of maniacal winner that he was. He just was a win-at-all-cost types of competitor. You know, it's hard to say your name, Raja, and Kobe Bryant without thinking about Suns, Lakers, 2006 in the playoffs. What did Kobe Bean Bryant do to you to, to elicit the sort of clothesline that you brought to him? Right, right. Um, well, you know, I think it was a cumulative effect over that series. Um, you know, they ran a lot. The triangle offense has like a pinch post action in it. Um, it's kind of blind pig, they called it. And it would flash Kobe up to the elbow where it was really hard to deny him the ball because if you front him he'll just spin off of you and they throw that lob that, that they put up to him and, and you could, you couldn't defend that and there was no weak side help that could help so you almost had to you know three-quarter him or be on his back um and it's almost impossible to take away the catch but your job is still to try to get him off the elbow so kobe had kind of perfected the ability to kind of put his hands up in the air as if as if to say i'm not doing much and then every now and again when your face was near an elbow kind of catch you with a little quick one at least i perceived it that way and so as the series went on um you know i just kind of felt like i had enough i had asked the refs a few times to look at it and ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> excuse me that's raja bill talking i'm smoking if i'm being honest at that moment and you know the funny thing about it was um you know that was the moment i think that 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 kobe and i um became more than just competitors to each other like I, I there was a there was a a, a friendship that was kind of forged in in, in, in those type of battles or a, a respect level for like each other's competitor now clearly i would never 
profess to, to be in any type of category with Kobe on the court, but competitors respect competitors. And, and he knew that even if he scored 55 on me, which he did, that I was going to be strapped up, ready to go the next time. And, and you know, I always respected the hell out of, out, of, out of the way Kobe approached it and the way that, you know, even if you were friends with him, like he wasn't talking to you. There was no... There was no pleasantries that were going to be exchanged. This was blood, and it was blood sport. And, you know, I was a fan of the game before I played in it, and I was a fan of MJ's and Kobe's. And so, you know, those are lasting memories for me. I'm, I'm, I, I said to a group of my friends last night on a group chat, I, I, I was blessed and beyond fortunate to have been able to play against those guys. I, I can't even put into words how cool it was for me to be able to say that at one point in my life, Kobe and I were friends. Like, it is... It, it, it's just beyond, you know, it would, be, it would have been beyond my wildest dreams. Given everything to whatever you're doing, um, things happen organically and it's not supposed to make sense but it just happens goosebumps for now hearing that just because everything lebron uttered the night before is what we're feeling right now it doesn't make sense but the universe knows why it happened it's surreal it, mm. it seemed like it's not true and how everything aligns correctly the lakers were playing philadelphia kobe's hometown right and the next game the Lakers play. It's not about the sport, but the next game is against the Clippers. It's an L.A. and L.A. game. And we're going to show out. <laughs> we like, have to. Wow. We have to to celebrate Kobe. Uh, and again, like, we want to send love to every Laker, every family member, every fan. And we want to open up the phones as well. Caesar from Boyle Heights. Good morning. Good morning, Nick County. How y'all doing? Man, it's a, it's a tough day here in Los Angeles. Yeah. But, you know, we're doing our best. And, uh, you know, as, as a family, we are coming together and sharing our Kobe memories, man. You got one? Yeah, man. You know, growing up as a kid, you know, I'm 23 years old, so I idolized, I idolized Kobe for about 15, 16 years. One of my favorite memories probably in 2010 when he beat the Boston Celtics. Come on. Game 7. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, man. yeah. Absolutely. That's an incredible yeah, you know, moment. Yeah, you know, I had to cry a little bit yesterday with my girlfriend, but it's okay. You know. Ain't nothing wrong with crying, man, especially when you share them tears with loved ones. So, uh, you know, we doing yeah. this 24-8. You know how we do. All day, every day, man. Come on, man. Yeah, I don't want to get into my sports talk right now, but you talk mentioned game talk. seven. Uh, You're talking about the uh, game, probably one of Kobe's worst shooting games ever, but the man had 14 rebounds, and he did whatever it took to get the job done. And I remember that game vividly because it was one of his worst scoring games. Yeah, it was. Yep. The will to, like, win no matter what it takes, and he passed the ball to Ron Artest ah. when he could have forced the shot when he probably wanted it back I ain't yeah. gonna lie and, and that was a game winner really it, it was sealed to victory so that game means a lot to me and I'm glad you brought that up bro we celebrating victories this morning rest in power yeah, Kobe Bryant man yep alright you, you guys have a good one you too in the United States and around the world. I mean, globally, this is this has hit us hard right here. 41 years old. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's just too Did you see all thing. of those fans, the yeah. Lakers fans and just mm -hmm. fans of Kobe mm -hmm. Bryant? Did you yeah. all see them gather yeah. around the, the Staples, Staples Center, Center mm -hmm. and just had a uh, memorial? A yeah. L.A. is very, very sad. I mean, they love Kobe Bryant. They, really they, yeah. they love Kobe yeah. Bryant. He was, right. yeah. he was the man. He really was. Right? Yeah. Cat Dog, yeah. Uh, you know, our engineer uh, that runs the board and takes care of us, uh, Cat, Kobe was his favorite player. He, he yeah. didn't talk about anybody else but Kobe all the time. Yeah. That was his guy. Well, I mean, really is the way she named her son Kobe after Kobe Bryant. I mean, it's it's, it's serious with a lot yeah. of these people. Remember I mean, they're Brandy? in tears. They're heartbroken, right? Remember when Brandy took her to her, took him to her prom uh, yeah. years ago? Yeah, sure did. yeah, that was a moment, you yeah. know. He, and he was in a Destiny's Child video. He was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he won an Oscar last year. Remember he that? sure did. Yeah, yeah, he won an Oscar, an Academy yeah. Award. He made basketball music. Yeah, he made music, too. Yeah. He made music. Yeah. 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 He was something yeah. special. He certainly was. Um, Magic Johnson called him the greatest Laker of all time. Magic Johnson called him that. The greatest Laker of all time. He said he was a friend, a legend, husband, father, son, brother, Oscar winner, and greatest Laker of all time. All right, Steve, uh, time to get to today's headlines, please. Yeah, y'all. We are feeling it today, y'all. Very, very tragic day today. My wife woke me up out of my sleep to tell me what happened with Kobe. Man, I didn't believe it. I did not believe it. Man, I went on TMZ. It was like, wow. And then they confirmed that. And then just then to learn that his daughter was on there with him. I tell you, man. I had to shed a tear. I'm just keeping it a buck. I had to shed a tear. And the only reason, mainly mainly because the parent in me kicked in. Because I instantly thought about what if that was me? And I just found out I lost my wife and my daughter. Or, you know, what if it was me or one of my daughters? Or what if it was me and my son on that helicopter? Man. This is a tough one, y'all. I had put a post on Facebook earlier, and I had said I haven't been this sad since September, you know, when my boy Drew passed away. Even though I didn't know Kobe personally, but he played, I'm, I was two years old, I'm two years older than Kobe. So, it's like I didn't know him personally, but that was still like one of my boys because I watched him when he came into the league and I watched him to the very last game. I looked at him when he ruptured the Achilles and he went to shoot the two free throws. Man, yeah, this is a tough one, y'all. And y'all getting my authentic, heartfelt, you know, this shit's crazy. The magnitude of this is so big just for us as LA and see, for people in other states, you know, people, other people that don't live out here in LA, see, you guys don't realize the magnitude of this because this is on the same level as when Nipsey died. See, 
and that's why it's like hitting us especially so hard and shit you know but on some real shit nobody is feeling it more than Vanessa and the rest of the family so here on feeling the breeze we're gonna take a moment of silence and just hey rest in heaven mamba we out